0: Welcome to another episode of the Tom Gibson Podcast. I'm currently working on two different episodes, one on mindfulness in the classroom and another on a class government and economics game. Really excited about both of them. Neither of them are done quite yet. And I did wanna get a podcast out this month. And so I'm actually going to use some of the content that I posted on my Instagram account where I do book reviews, where I was reviewing the summer reading that our school had on a book called Troublemakers. General premise of the book is what can we learn from children that we generally see as troublemakers, uh, how they may be a sign of what we're doing wrong in the classroom, and how do we love and honor those students. Most of the reviews on my Instagram account are not education books, but since this one was, I thought it'd be a good fit for the podcast. I generally review a variety of fiction and nonfiction books, and the account is called Books and Beef Jerky because I also do beef jerky reviews because I love both books and beef jerky. So, if you're interested in following there, the Instagram handle is Books and Beef Jerky, all spelled out, one big word. If you'd like to see the video form of this particular podcast, then you can see it over at YouTube. My YouTube channel is youtube.com/slash/gibsonedu. So I hope you enjoy this one. Next month will be Mindfulness in the Classroom, and the month after that will be YOLO. You Only Live Once, the classroom economic games for a high school government and economics class. As always, let me know what you think of podcasts. Feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And without further ado, here's my review of Troublemakers by Carla Shallaby. Hi there, ladies and gents, my name is Tom Gibson and welcome to another episode of Books and Beef Jerky. The show where I talk about one of the books that I have recently finished as well as try a jerky that I've never tried before. The book today is Troublemakers by Carla Shalaby. This was a assigned reading for all the teachers at my school this past summer. And the jerky is the Tillamook Country Smoker. I generally try to find something about the jerky to tie to the book, I guess old fashioned, like the opposite of like the kind of education that she's talking about in here, but we'll go with it. The general- message of troublemakers is that some kids are extraordinarily challenging and they are difficult to love and they are difficult to honor but we have to try and i agree with that but just about every other aspect of the tone of this book i did not really enjoy her general premise was that students that are acting out be it disrespectful or violent or distracting behavior is happening because our school system is designed to keep students in lockstep to keep students compliant and to keep students from standing out in any way when students students do stand out, they get punished for it. It begs the question, is the problem with the kids or is the problem with the system? And in some regard, I agree with her. I try to give my students as much autonomy um, as I can, autonomy in who they work with, autonomy in how they do their work, where they do their work, sometimes in what work they choose to do to create less of this top-down, completely authoritative figure that makes all of the decisions. Because in the end, it also motivates students a lot more, the more autonomy they have in their own education. But unfortunately, in any group context, there has to be some some system of norms and some system of expectations and this way of being in a group where people have to listen to other people even when they don't really want to or people have to do things for the sake of the group even though it may not be exactly what they want in that moment. It's general behavior of being in a group of people. Everyone can't do what they want all the time but some of the kids in this book were not having that. They were loud, they were extraordinarily distracting, they were violent sometimes, they were often disrespectful to their teachers or to their peers and it was just about what they wanted and what they needed regardless of what anyone else wanted or what anyone else in the class needed. I felt the author virtually left no room for a healthy relationship with authority, but instead kind of framed authority in any capacity as being this stifling figure in that one of the quotes was along the lines of, in school children are seen as good if they just let people have power over them. Which when phrased like that, it's like, oh that sounds so bad and there's this authoritarian figures and it's all about this power struggle, but authority is not a bad thing in and of itself. As a teacher, I'm trying to help develop this healthy relationship with authority with my students. an authority that loves them and cares about them and is looking for their best interests and will listen to them if they want to challenge the authority appropriately and respectfully and not at the cost of all of the other students. The authors seem to be saying that these teachers and their authority were stifling these children and who they really were by, by giving them consequences for some of the actions that they were doing in a classroom. There are consequences to challenging authority sometimes, particularly if you're challenging authority by destroying furniture in a classroom. And sometimes that consequence is being removed from the group for a short period of time, either in the corner or outside the classroom. And according to the author, removing them from the community was stripping them of what they needed the most in that moment, which was community. Which I get, I don't think that, I think that students that get sent out to in-school suspension or get out of school suspension day after day and they come back and they're lost and so they don't, so it's harder for them to work and so they get in trouble again and they get sent out. It's a really horrible cycle. But at the same time I've been there where I have had to send a student out because as a school we're there to we're there to love kids and we're there to learn and and in that moment love was giving a consequence for the behavior that that student was demonstrating and not allowing one student to interfere with the learning experience of a whole classroom. I generally try to avoid sending students out at all costs though. The author didn't really give many examples of how to handle situations like that besides try to be more loving. And she even says like I know teachers are looking for just tips and tactics and you won't find that in this book but it was so hard to read how she was challenging educators to think differently without giving them a picture of what that would even look like. But I have thought about a lot of these things with the challenging students that I've had in the past. Like, how do I respond to this student where they still keep their dignity? How do I respond to this student not out of emotion because they've just disrespected me and I can feel that inside of me getting angry with them and wanting to retaliate and wanting to come down hard on them and wanting to disrespect them? How can I detach from that emotion and still speak to them with respect and with love and with honor and give them consequences for what they're doing in the face of the disrespect and the dishonor they may be showing me or other students. I know that the way that I treat students in the classroom is a model for the other students on how to treat those students that may be a little bit odd. Because if I'm rolling my eyes or if I'm being sarcastic or if I'm saying things that are demeaning to that student, the other students in the class are taking their cues from me and seeing that that's okay. Or they're taking their cues from me and seeing that that's not okay. Those are some of the things that I think we have to think about as educators. I felt the author had a lack of empathy for educators. And at some points, like she was following some world-class educators in this book and saying how they were handling those situations. And in some ways she was just saying, they're not doing enough. And so it was hard to read that and think, well, if they're not doing enough, what what is is doing enough look like? So I'm glad that it made me think. Um, It sparked some good conversations at my school with uh, other teachers. I wouldn't recommend it as a must read for other educators, but I do agree with the general premise of the book of loving kids that are hard to love. And now for some old fashioned Tillamook beef jerky Generally the beef jerky I get is from a jerky of the month club But I just got this at the grocery store I've never had it before Kind of your run-of-the-mill grocery store jerky Not too moist and not too dry Old-fashioned flavor It literally has about five ingredients Beef, brown sugar, water, sea salt, natural flavorings Apple cider vinegar and vinegar It's not a strong flavor but it's a good um, It's a good just getting home from work snacking jerky. That's it for this episode of Books and Beef Jerky. My name is Tom Gibson. I hope you learned something today, and hopefully I'll see you in the next episode of Books and Beef Jerky.